I I had always thought that I wanted to own a live like like a bar. Yeah. Here or in a big city somewhere. I thought it'd be cool. Do you remember the movie um, with Robert De Niro? It was filmed in Montreal. The score. The, heist? the score. The score. Yeah. And he owns that bar. He owns that jazz bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you go down from the street to get into it. Yeah, I like remember that, that too. I yeah. always remember that that scene. I saw that as like a kid and being like, oh man, that looks like the coolest place ever. You go down like ten steps off the street level and it's kind of under. I can, I can see building. you doing that. That'd be I, amazing. That would be actually perfect for you. I just remember him walking in. There's, there's a scene there where he walks and he pours himself a scotch and one of the waitresses walks by and just, he says hi or whatever and then he goes, how was the music last night? She goes, it was good. And he's kind of like, all right. Yeah. because I was like, oh, that would be awesome. He's the owner, right? He can come yeah. and go as he pleases. How was the music? Music was good? Yeah. All right. Then we're you need good. something kind of low-key like that where it's like not too much work. That's why if like you're a restaurant, like restaurants are tough to own. Well, here's the thing is that I know somebody who owns a bar. Yeah. Um, a, f- a friend of a friend owns Montauk, which is a bar up at uh, Bathurst and Dundas yeah. on the south side. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, um, it's just kind of like a little sort of hipster place. Really, really cool interior. Yeah, Have we gone? No, we didn't go. No, I, we didn't go. It's on, I remember it's, when it it's opened. It's on the southwest corner. It got like a bunch of press when it opened, but yeah. man, he put four months worth of work by himself. Like, why? Like, would we, we watched him do it? He could get up every day, do all the drywalling himself, do the whole interior oh, wow. himself, do the whole thing, took out all the loans, open it, and then has to work it. Like, it just seemed yeah, insane. I like the Robert De Niro version because he basically was a bank robber on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so like a little thing to put his money in. That's when easy was... to bankroll. Yeah, I agree. So we need to get going on some sort of... Uh... Another bar I could see you owning is, remember in Eyes Wide Shut, the... Uh... The jazz bar that he goes, that Tom Cruise meets his friend in, um, Nick Nightingale. Yep. When he's when he's playing the piano, I like that. Like just like a cool jazz yeah. bar where like it's low lighting yeah. and like people are just having drinks. As bars best. you make most of your money off drinks, right? You don't make as much off food, food, unless you're like doing really really well. But yep. yeah. Welcome, everybody, Five Film Podcast. I'm Mike Lennon. And I'm Chad Cooper. In every episode, we select a topic from the serious to the ridiculous and then choose our top five favorite films for that topic. We then have a third person join us to create the final list from our individual lists, which we'll post for you on Twitter and Instagram. Today's judge, stepping out from behind the computer, producer Michelle. Michelle, Hello. Yeah. welcome to the show. <laughs> Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 5filmpod. Send us an email at 5filmpodcast at gmail.com. What's our topic today, Chad? We're going with uh, top five movie remakes. And um, I know this is actually... A lot, of, a lot of people really disagree with remakes, and they don't like to see Some them. Some of them have been way better. Especially with uh, with like the classics and stuff like that. But that's one thing we talked about earlier is how we made this list. So making this list for the fact that, like, did we look at whether it's actually better than the original or do we keep kind of judge the movie on its own? What were your thoughts? We agreed to. Most of mine lean towards yeah. it's better than the original. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a better way to judge it. I agree. Um, 
having said that, maybe some on my list aren't better than the original, but really? we can debate that. All right. <laughs> um, what is, what are your uh, honorable mentions? Um, I got a couple that are, uh, they're, 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 I don't know if they're actually better than the, uh, the original, but just really good movies, easy to watch. One of the first ones I have on here is You've Got Mail, which is a mm-hmm. remake of the Jimmy Stewart classic, The Shop Around the Corner. I thought they did a good story. I thought they did a good job of uh, just making it like part of like the 21st century, yep. you know, and like bringing like the internet into you it. You like Tom Hanks, yeah, and I like Tom Hanks. I like Meg Ryan, yeah. yeah. So I thought it was well written, um, just an, an enjoyable watch, it's like a Sleepless in Seattle type movie too. They're both in, obviously. I had always actually. You'd asked me earlier if I had actually. No, you didn't. Sorry, I'm thinking about something else. Uh, my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honorable mention uh one uh i'll do the new oceans 11s oceans 11 yeah. singular um i don't know if they were really better than the original but i actually really really enjoyed them cast, the first one the cast first one is amazing yeah. yeah and like clooney and pitt have hilarious banter they're just fun movies yeah yeah no i like the first one the best that's a good call one of the other ones i put on here was uh king kong I liked you like the jackpot. It's one. it's not better than the original. The original is like obviously important for its time. Is just absolutely amazing. Like it mm-hmm. was made nineteen thirty. It's uh, like ahead of its time for sure. The way that they made it and like I, I thought Peter Jackson did an honorable job making it. There's a lot of special effects. Obviously, that's why it was remade. Is because he could put you know all the technology that they have yep. from the lord of the rings movies he used in this and it's really cool when they go to the island they got the dinosaurs mm-hmm. and like king kong i thought uh looked pretty real for the most part but yep yeah overall good movie um another honorable mention for me is uh casino royale the new ist casino royale with daniel craig yeah was originally that spoof movie with uh, woody allen yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually the original is really, really funny. I didn't even but, think of that. That's, yeah, because it's, it's not really considered to be part of the Bond group. But yeah, it is actually a technically a Bond film. That's hilarious. Uh, it's pretty funny. Peter Sellers is in the original one too. I think. Yeah, it's really is. funny, yeah. but it's just obviously not a one because the the new one, newish one with Daniel Craig is I, th- I think a really good movie. Yeah, and a lot of Bond films aren't really good movies. They're just entertaining, or the, you know what I mean. A lot of them are just kind of like, yeah, we like it because it's a entertaining type thing. But Casino Royale, that was a really good movie. Casino Royale is the uh, only James Bond yeah, movie I've seen. <laughs> and you've seen it recently, too. Yeah. Relatively. And I, I thought it was very good. But I really feel like I need to go back and uh, I would watch them all. All right. Should we get to our list? Yeah. Uh, I'll kick things off. Go for it. Uh, number five. Now, this is funny because uh, my number five is The Thing. But not the newest, the thing. This is the 1982 one, which yeah. is actually a remake. A yeah. remake, yeah. Because the thing, so it's based on the John W. Campbell Jr. novella called "Who Goes There." It was adapted in 1951, called "The Thing from Another World," uh, in 1982 for the thing, and then they did another one in 2011, which yeah. is not the one that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the 1982 one with Kurt Russell. Check out John. Have Carpenter. you seen the 2011 one? Uh, yeah, I did. You did? I, I yeah. Don't, yeah, I don't think I finished it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I I heard it was really bad. Yeah, but why would you? Why? 
I know, because I actually just recently watched the thing, the yeah. 80s version. Yeah, Fantastic great. movie. Special effects are awesome. It's amazing. In it. Yeah. yeah. It's the first in uh, Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy. The yeah. Thing, Prince of Darkness, and Mouth of Madness. I've, I haven't seen the other two, to be honest. The other, yeah. In the Mouth of Madness is good. It's got some really terrifying parts in it. I remember there's a couple scenes. There's one scene where he's like driving down like a... Like this, uh, like old country road, and there's like it. this old lady who's riding on a bike and like just stares at him, and it's so creepy. <laughs> Jeez. Watch the movie specifically for that scene. All right. All right. Uh, my number five is the 2004 remake by Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead. And here's where we get into the fact that I don't think this is better than the original. Okay. But I do think it's very, very good. I think it okay. was a very solid remake. I love the opening scene with Sarah Pauly when she she comes home from work. She's a nurse, and like they show the uh, um, they show her neighborhood. They do like an overhead shot of the neighborhood, yeah. and it's so peaceful and quiet. Kids are playing. Um, it's just it lo- it looks like like a, the perfect neighborhood, somewhere where you would want to live. And then. The next morning after, like, the zombie apocalypse takes over and everything, like, right. breaks out the chaos, you could see, like, there's, like, fires and, like, car crashes occurring and, like, people running around screaming. It's it's so awesome. I love that scene. And it just kind of kicks into gear and kind of never lets up. So, um, I thought Zack Snyder did a good job. I think that's kind of what got him into the spotlight, too. Like, mm-hmm. I agree. Like, he's made now Man of Steel. He's doing uh, the new... Batman Superman Batman movie. Superman, yeah. He did a bunch of... He did 300. Yeah. He did Sucker Punch. That's a bad movie. Sucker Punch, yeah. Yeah. That was a really bad I movie. I didn't watch that, but... Yeah, I, I, I did. And yeah. I finished <laughs> it. Like, I tried because I was like, I'm gonna... And you regret it. Whoa. That was two hours of my life not getting back. Yeah. Unfortunately. There's a lot of movies, unfortunately, that I feel that way about, but... Yeah. My number four is the 1991 Scorsese film Cape Fear. Yeah. De Niro, Juliette Lewis, Jessica Lange, and Nick Nolte. The original is from 1962. It's also good. This is I actually guess kind of like your, your number five. Uh, the original is good. Yep. I just think, to be honest, I think it's De Niro that throws this one right over the top. The 1962 version of as, as a whole movie, I think, was really well put together. Yeah. There are no performances in it. That can touch De Niro's. De, De yeah, Niro's Robert Robert Mitchum best. played the De, De Niro role, yep. and he did a good job. It's good, yeah. Yeah, De Niro did something very unique. Yeah, with it, he was I insane feel. in that movie. He really is. And and then Scorsese making it just made it so much more violent and so yeah. much more um, disturbing. But yeah. when they when the original was made, they couldn't obviously do the things that they could do in the '90s. So I think that uh, that made it a whole different movie, really. It, this is the movie that they always say that De Niro got his teeth ground down for. Yeah. And then spent like a hundred grand to get them fixed. But what does that even mean? If you grind your teeth down, how do you fix it? Yeah, I, I don't know. No one's ever explained that I guess that you can me. cap them or... So all of his teeth are capped. I, I grinded down some teeth years ago and they actually like fixed, fixed them. I don't know. Did what, they cap them? They didn't cap them. They like put something on the end of them, some kind of mold and they like holded them into the way that they're supposed to look. But he and had then, all of his teeth. That's, okay. I never asked questions actually of what they did. <laughs> Just looking at that one. Twenty thousand dollars doing 20, his teeth at the time in ninety one. That's to grind, to grind his oh twenty grind down, but then I think it's they said it cost him another eighty to get them fixed or something like that. That's commitment. Yeah. All right. Well, my number four is. Um, the 1986 remake by David Cronenberg, The Fly. Ah. 
So the original was made in 1958. It was starring like Vincent Price. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the original? I have. Yeah. I really like the Cronenberg. I also, I actually really like uh, Goldblum in that too. He is He's really good. For that role. That takes on a whole different movie too. Yeah, like the original is, it's it's pretty hokey. It's like a B horror yeah. movie. Vincent Price did all those kind of like the House of Wax and all that. Um, I remember the end of the original where he's stuck in a web because yeah. he's the fly and then he's like, help me, help me. And like that's, that's become like, like something ugh. like in pop culture where a lot of people reference it. Yeah. But this one, like the 1986 one with it's, Jeff Goldblum. It's Grohl, scary. Yeah. It's really creepy. It is. It's really, really creepy. Yeah. Like there's parts in it that are like really disturbing, yeah. really disgusting. The arm wrestle scene. Yeah. Everybody thinks of that where he just arm wrestles and then he breaks the guy's arm. And yeah, I, I always think of that when I used to arm wrestle, and Ugh. now I don't do it anymore. <laughs> you know, there's a video yeah. of you arm wrestling at your birthday a couple of years ago. Is there? Yes. Well, I don't remember that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three is the 1959 Billy Wilder film with Marilyn Monroe and Jack Lemmon. Uh, Some like it hot. Nice. Two yeah. musicians who dress up in drag to escape the mobsters after watching <laughs> the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Uh, it's a remake of the 1935 film called Fanfare d'Amour, and also the 1951 film called Fanfare, oh boy, uh, Der Lieb. Yeah. Producer Michelle actually speaks French. She's laughing <laughs> here right now. So there's... Uh, so it took... Fan, <laughs> I don't know. Fanfare Der Lieb, L-I-E-B-E. Sorry to all our... Uh, L-I-E-B-E. Sorry to all our French listeners out there who had we to apologize. Uh, witness that. I just <laughs> Fanfare d'Amour. I got that one right though. Fanfare d'Amour. Mm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Fanfare yeah, Oh, that's German. I, I didn't know that was a remix. Whoops. Yeah, it's a it's a third. So 1951, 19 sorry 1935, 1951, and then the one with Bill Wilder in '59. Fun fact: It took Marilyn Monroe 47 takes. You know the famous line. Producer Michelle's getting at Mike oh for boy. not knowing his languages. You know, the, there's a famous line where, she, where Marilyn Monroe says, it's me, sugar. Yeah. It took her 47 takes to get the line right. Really? She kept, she kept, she kept getting, I don't know, she kept getting the words mixed up. It's, you really? It's sugar, me, me, it's sugar. Like, I literally, apparently. Yeah, I think I have line. heard that. There's a guy. And Wilder got a chalkboard and wrote the words on the chalkboard <laughs> after take 30. Really? It still took her 17 days to get it right. He also pasted lines on a, like, wrote them on a piece of paper and would put them in the drawers of a desk where she goes looking for the bourbon. I remember that scene. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Time for the bourbon. She couldn't remember, it didn't matter how really? many they did it, which, which drawer the bourbon was in. And so he took the lines, she couldn't remember her lines either. And so he took the lines <laughs> and wrote them out and put them in every single drawer on the desk. So she would pull it and they're all, no matter and which have one she the line there. Because they never knew which one she was going to wow. grab. She couldn't remember. I didn't know she struggled like that. Well, I don't know. I always wonder how I much... I think she did a great job in that movie, really though. she's really good at it, too. That's my favorite Marilyn Monroe yeah, performance, yeah. I just wonder how many how much of stuff exists with all the other actors. We just don't know about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she also really wasn't an actress to begin no. with, right? She's so, like, I'm not sure. I actually don't know where this sits in her... Was she a model and then became an actress? I think that's... I don't even know. I think so. I think so. I, I don't actually know where this sits in her... Um, like, how early in her career this one was, to be totally honest. Yeah, no, that's. I don't a, know a lot about her. That's a great, great movie. I, yeah, I would yeah, like yeah. to read more about her too, because like that was uh, obviously before our time, but much, yeah, much. Um, okay, good, good choice. 
So my number thir- three is uh, the one that you uh, had on your honorable mentions, and that's the uh, 2001 uh, movie Ocean's Eleven. I love this movie. Yeah. It's just... See? It's just a fun it's movie. Funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's a really fun movie. It's a movie that you can just put on any time. Yeah. Like even if it's in the background, like you like you know you, you you like to stop and watch it, and it's 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 just a fun movie. It's got an amazing cast. This could have been on my hungover list. Yeah, exactly. It's an easy watch. Like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt got, Damon. They have great banter. Matt Damon plays a really quirky character. I actually really like Scott Cannon in it too. I do too. His yeah. relationship with uh, Casey Affleck. With Casey Affleck, yeah. Hilarious. And I yeah. know Scott Cannon always plays the same kind of guy in all his movies, but I think he's really funny in this. And it's funny that that was kind of like what got those two yeah. kind of started too. Like Scott Cannon had done Varsity Blues before yep. that. Oh, Casey Affleck had done um, Goodwill Hunting. So they had been in a couple movies, but this is kind of like what big. shot them to start. Because they were in all three of them after that. And even Julia Roberts and Andy Garcia, like the cast is insane. It is crazy how they got all this. They must have. I think they they did just basically be like, "Hey, we're Everybody just gonna get all our cut. friends together and just." Yeah, just I, have, I was seeing an interview with Pitt and Clooney where they were both saying that they didn't really they didn't consider it work. Yeah, they it was just they got all their because they're all friends, I guess, all those guys, and they were just like, "Let's just get together and make a movie." How about I, I read that too. Yeah, like how fun would that be? You're going to work and you're just like. Like they're all their characters. Like I know I've, they seem I've heard, kind of like them. A little that's bit. exactly it. I've heard that yeah. that they're all like kind of like similar to who they actually are. So Clooney and like Pitt are pretty like <laughs> cocky in it, right? So it's, they're jokes. But I always like Pitt's hand tattoo in that movie. What does it say? It, it, it's not. It's just, it's, it's just like like a weird design that comes down around his thumb. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I know. It's it's not. He doesn't have it in real life. It's just in the movie. Yeah. Why does that look cool? I remember that. Yeah. Now that you say that. My number two is the 1983 Brian De Palma film Scarface with Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, the original is from 1932. Also good, but this is just like Scarface set up so much of cinema. See, it's after like that. an epic, right? It, it really, really yeah. is. And again, I think similar to the Cape Fear, similar to, to, to the Cape Fear uh, situation, uh, the original Scarface didn't have a Pacino-esque performance. No. So Al Pacino is really what I think made this that great. Yeah, because it was... The original is um, is James Cagney that uh, mm-hmm. plays plays Scarface. Yeah. I've seen, I saw that like a long, long time ago. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's for its time. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Certainly. But no. There's the, a really good story about it, though. So De Palma submitted the film to the MPAA, which is the board that reviews and provides ratings. Three times. Every time they gave him an X rating. Yeah. So he scheduled a hearing and brought in a panel of uh, actual narcotics officers and a bunch of kind of people who are involved in that world who testified that this was an act was actually an accurate portrayal of the drug underworld. Okay. And this is something that should be seen and understood by people because apparently in the apparently in the eighties, cocaine was a lot situation of, in Cuba. Miami was just like yeah, it was just nuts. And apparently it was very they were like literally cocaine kingpins just like everybody crazy, coming over going from crazy Cuba. all around florida and stuff so they said this is something that that's that's relatively accurate people need to need to see this hmm. so the mpaa was swayed and they gave it a rating of r but de palma figured that if he, if the third cut got an r then the first one should have also got an r rating because he didn't see the real differences between them yeah. they, they made him take out scenes and stuff like that so he took the rating released the first cut to the theaters which is the one that got the x rating okay and nobody knew a difference until apparently years later when the dv the um vhs came out really 
and he was at a press conference and was like, yeah, actually, this is the X-rated version. And he I told, never it, told anybody. Did you get in trouble for that? What do, you, what do you do at that point in time? It was like a year later or whatever. But that's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Scarface is a, it's a great movie. It's, 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 do you think it ages well when you watch it now? Like, I, I actually do. Yeah? Like, I've seen it, well, last time I saw it was about a year and a half ago. I still thought it was really good. It, it's a little overboard at times, but yeah. it is. It is. It's really but entertaining. Again, it's it's the performance. Yeah, I think similar to the Cape Fear thing, De Niro just put in like an amazing performance. People will always think that's a good performance. Yeah, Pacino does. Like Pacino's known for that. That and the People Godfather. People will always think that Pacino's two. performance is yeah. good in that movie, even if the movie itself might. People will never think that his performance is anything but great. I love his anger in it. I love when he just flies <laughs> off the hand. <laughs> He's just a loose cannon. No, good choice. All right. So I'll go on to my number two. My number two is the uh, 2001 Cameron Crowe film, Vanilla ah, Sky. Sky. Yeah. Which is a remake on... It's based on a Spanish uh, film what's called, it called Open Your Eyes. Open Your Eyes, right. And uh, Penelope Cruz was in the, the uh, Spanish the original. Film yep. And then she's also obviously in the remake with uh, with Tom Cruise. Can we talk about how good Tom Cruise is in this? I think he's fantastic in it. Yeah, and how actually risky that role was for that time in his career to yeah. be a disfigured person who wears a mask for the other half of the movie. Especially because yeah, he's considered like a sex symbol. He spends like fifteen percent of that movie looking like his normal self, yeah. and the rest of it he's either wearing a mask or disfigured. He's got the disfigure. Yeah, it's crazy. The, I love the part in the. Uh, in the bathroom when he's when he's all drunk and he's looking at himself in the mirror and like somebody comes behind him he's like what happened to your effing face <laughs> and then he just like he just like looks at him gives him like a crazy look there's just, so many good scenes in that movie and the soundtrack in that movie is amazing yeah lots of Sigur Rós lots of Jeff Buckley I think the film kicks off with that Radiohead song everything in its right place yeah and I love that Ferrari that he drives around Times Square that that part actually where the Radiohead song yeah. uh, takes place when they had to empty Times Square yes, for that scene which was so expensive that scene cost so much money to film because they had to do it where they had to get everybody out of yeah. Times Square and they, they did, did it, it at, like first thing in the morning, in the morning. Or like yeah. yeah but they sold the Claret could you imagine there's there's something about that scene though i don't know it's like it's 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 very peaceful for some reason it's like one of the busiest places in the world is empty and it's like it's such a such a cool idea i think uh that movie has been unfortunately passed over yeah a lot of people don't like it i don't think a lot of people people understand it. it though fully i think a lot of people get confused by what it's actually about yeah and like that's the thing like when do you think his reality ends and he goes well, they, into the they do a pretty good job of explaining dream. it i think i think so too that that's the thing i don't I understand I why it's i didn't find it confusing yeah they actually explain it at the end because every he, and and he does wake up right that's the whole thing at the end is he does wake up in real life well people don't know when he actually went into the lucid dream it's, but it's after he wakes up after on being the street on, on the street after yeah. getting drunk yeah. yeah exactly and that's what he like tells him at yeah. the end when so he's they go back to that moment yeah yeah I love the choice at the end too, when he can either. I used to do. Uh, <laughs> when he, I I used to work at American Eagle when I was at Fisher University. Yeah. Goofy. And hey, uh, what's wrong with American whatever. Eagle? <laughs> and I uh, used to do those floor. Those, so on like big events, they would do floor sets where you'd work overnight and change all the whole store out. Yeah. All the fixtures and all the closing, and it was ridiculous. Okay. And uh, one night. 
they were having some problems figuring out the plans to put something together, but head office has this tech support group that you could call to figure all this stuff out. Tech support. And someone said, call tech support. And I was standing in the back of this big empty room and I yelled out, tech support tech support and nobody got it really yeah, it was just me yelling tech support like an idiot and i thought See. no it was, and it was like that would have been what 12 years ago so it wasn't that long after the movie came out and i stood there and was like nobody seriously that's why we should have known each other nobody back then i would have been back and like slapped yes. five men like yeah i love that movie <laughs> i also like the scene where he sees the dog and he starts yelling mccabe when he's banging on the window yeah 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 benny benny the dog benny the dog what what would you okay so at the end of the movie he has to make a choice obviously a spoiler alert here he has to make a choice of whether he wants to continue living the lucid dream living essentially what he wants out of his real life living with penelope cruz having that amazing relationship having that love or he can jump and then he comes back to yeah i think the thing is that he said that he life. yeah i think the thing is that he said he wanted to or to, to me even is that it's almost like a chance of starting over. Yeah. And kind of going back and doing it again. But he, he would just continue on from when he went into that, but he would actually have the choice of, you know, yeah. making his own Things life, essentially. Stuff, but yeah. I, yeah. People who want to make something more of themselves. It's kind of a crazy concept. When you deal with stuff like that, like like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is kind of similar to yeah. that, right? Yeah. And it's like the choices that we make in life. Like, do we want the freedom to be able to think the way we do? And yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great movie. My number, sorry, my favorite Cameron Crowe movie too. Vanilla Sky, more so than Almost Famous. Yeah, really. Yeah, I I really like Vanilla yeah, Sky. Yeah, I love Vanilla Sky too. Almost Famous, fantastic. Jerry Maguire. Um, I know you're not a big fan. Uh, no, I just like Vanilla Sky the most. Yeah, I also have a soft spot for Singles, but I recognize Singles it's not a very is great. Good movie. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't say anything. No, I, he's got in your eyes, man. John Cusack. My number one movie I just watched last night, the 1941 John Huston film with Humphrey Bogart, Mary Astor, and Peter Lorre, the creepiest man alive. Um, The Maltese Falcon, private detective in San Francisco, deals with three individuals who are all looking for a jewel-encrusted falcon statuette. This is a remake, too. Actually, it's the third adaptation of Dashiell Hammett's novel to make it to the silver screen. There's, really? a, there's a 1931 movie called The Maltese Falcon. There was a 1936 film titled Satan Metal Lady. Same adaptation of, or adaptation of the same book. Hmm. It's Saint, considered to be... Satan Metal Lady. Yeah, it's considered to be the first uh, real film noir. And yeah. as you know, I like film noirs. No, it, it's a great movie. It's I love really it. Good. We watched it in film class when I was yeah. in university and we... Uh, the quintessential uh, Bogart role, too, I feel. Yeah, because we went through all the film noirs. We, we did The Big Sleep. We did that, and we did Chinatown. Then we did Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, it, it was cool. I just was, bought Big Sleep and Maltese Falcon. Did you? And yeah. North by Northwest and Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Those are the four I just bought recently. It's actually a great lineup. A lot of Bogart. Good for you, though. You know, so he, he plays almost the exact same character in all those types of movies. Yeah. That's why a lot of people hate Bogart. Actually, I kind of—I know you don't really like him that much. I, I'm not a—I'm not a big fan. I think his best acting job is um, what is it, the African Queen with yeah. uh, with uh, Catherine Hepburn. I have that too. Yeah, I thought I he did a fantastic job in that. But I feel like he plays the same character he in does. every movie. He's just a cocky, fast-talking, uh, tough guy. You same know, same kind like, of. Yeah, and he—he he, he broods a lot. 
Yeah. His, his Casablanca role. Like, really, was he that great of an actor? I don't know. I don't know if we really consider... Do you think Clark Gable was a good actor? Not really, Actually, no. Actually, here's another question. Do you think that actors back then were really great actors? Just yeah, in general, I do think, you think that acting technique was as, as refined as it is now? And is it really it's, a fair It's comparison? almost like a little... It's almost more like stage-type yeah. acting, right? Like exactly. It was, it's not as like realistic, it seems, yeah. but like... There are directors that did more realistic movies. Like yeah. that's why the ones that were great, like the Billy Wilders, Wilders. the Alfred Hitchcocks, yep. their movies were like similar to that. And like Jimmy Stewart in in his Hitchcock movies, like he's like an every everyday man in, in those yep. movies. And yep. I think he's I think I he's think a he's fantastic really actor. Yeah. I just think that there's uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Cary Grant too. Cary Grant's he's an awesome actor. Yeah. I also wonder too a little bit if a lot of you know, they always talk about like the quintessential leading man. Yeah, that's why Bogart gets a lot of acclaim, yeah. and so, and same thing with Clark Gable. They yeah. both get. I would agree. With you. I don't know if they're really great actors, but they're both really iconic. Yeah, and they've also they've both been in a ton of really iconic movies, and they both seem to have that kind of like this is what a leading man in Hollywood. It's it's should like, be like it's that tough guy and. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Funny how it's changed because it's it's not more now. It's, it's more like the pretty boy, right? It's yeah. not. It's not like the tough guy. So. There's a good. There's a good line in Entourage. I don't remember which. It's the one where Vince goes to fight the forest fires in that movie, and the the guy who plays the director says something about like, ever since George Clooney came out, every actor has got a pout or something like that. Everyone's got their head <laughs> tilted. And they're always pouting. And I was like, oh, it's really funny because when you think about guys like we watched it last night, Michelle and I, I was like, God, like, he is like a. Like a tough kind of yeah. guy's guy. Like he just... Lots of drinking, lots of smoking. He says what he wants. He doesn't of, care what anybody A little thinks. bit of womanizing. I'm yeah. going to do what I am. I'll slap people if I need to slap them. Yeah. They're, all that, they're all that kind of guy. Yeah. Those film noirs are so good. It's funny know. because it is... That's the way society's changed, right? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to go back and watch movies like that. Yeah. I also really like Peter Laurie, especially after Seinfeld, when they talk about slipping him a Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Laurie slipped him a Mickey. He goes, slipped Mickey. He goes, who are you, Peter Laurie? He, God, Peter Laurie's creepy in all his uh, oh, Yeah, Peter Laurie, he is creepy. Something about his eyes. Yeah, his crossed eyes. <laughs> um, all right, on to my number one. My number one is the 2006 Best Picture winner, Ooh, The Departed. The Departed, yeah. What what was the original? The original was uh, the 2002 movie Internal Affairs. Internal Affairs, that's yeah. what it's called, right? It was a Japanese film. Yep. And a good movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I watched it specifically because I love The Departed so much. It was actually you really, think of it? really well done. Yeah. Is it done in subtitles or is it done uh, yes, regular English language? Subtitles, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't mind subtitles. I'm just curious. It, it honestly isn't like Departed is a way better movie. Like it's just got so much, so much to it, and Martin Scorsese, he won his first Best Director for this this movie. Insane to me. Yeah. I think maybe that's why I was because I I, really, I like The Departed now. At first, I was kind of resistant to it. I think that might have been why I was almost indignant to the fact that that's what they gave that's him what the they best. Gave. Like really, but when if you, you look back at history and you, and you look at all the Scorsese films that came out, no, I know, and that's the one they gave him Best Picture for. But that's the thing. It's it's always about what what the competition is, right? And yeah. and the Departed didn't really have that much competition. And right also here. the timing, right? Like a lot of people won't include certain movies because they're too controversial at the time. But we look back at them now and understand why they're great. You know, when 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 I watch the Departed, it's 
it, it's so well done because it's like it comes like the story is like telling like three or four different stories at the beginning and it's like cutting from scene to scene it's telling yeah. it's telling the jack nicholson story it's yeah. telling the matt damon story it's telling the leonardo dicaprio story and it's moving so fast and then i love when that song kicks in the uh um, shipping, shipping out to Boston yep. by the drop, uh, yep. drop, kick, uh, drop, drop, kick Murphy's. Yeah. Um, and then that kicks in and then yeah. it actually like shows like the credits and stuff like that. And DiCaprio goes to jail and I just I like, think it's so fast paced, but then that like just sets the tone of the movie. Yeah. It just never lets up. It's like constantly entertaining. There's like not like a dry scene in that whole movie. And everybody, uh, is cast really well in it. I really like Sheen's character. Yeah, I really I think I like Baldwin's character in it too. Yeah, Martin Martin Sheen plays kind of that father figure to DiCaprio, yeah. and he's Bal- like such a nice nice guy, right? Oh, I was so upset when they threw him off the roof. Spoiler. Yeah. Alert. Um, I used to love this the the line that Jack Nicholson says in it, where they say where the guy says I'm dying or like we're dying. Jack Nicholson goes, "We all are. Act accordingly." Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a monster monster line. That's Nicholson's like last great film really because he did he did the bucket he list after and that was that was good is he yeah. gonna act he is he's got um um i don't know what ever happened with that i read something the other day about him starring in the new warren Beatty film really look that up online like, i don't know best friends from back in the day i right? know and i don't know what what the situation was with it or what it really is but apparently it's been um a ton of like a lot of years in the making hmm. but i i can't remember I, would, I would love that yeah, I know. Again, I'm not sure Warren if it was Beatty, just rumor. He's getting up there. Like he's, I think he's probably like late 70s, and he hasn't done anything in a really long time. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. I I, I started watching about Schmidt last night, and yeah. I love that movie. Just the Jack Nicholson's performance in that is unreal. He's so vulnerable, and he plays like an older man. And uh, I love Jack Nicholson. I can talk about him for for hours. Yeah, I know. He's Me great. Do a top five. He's Jack Nicholson. great. Movie called Thunder on the Left, maybe not. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. All right, check it out. All right, well, well let's, let's get our uh, judge in here we'll to count uh, down our uh, make the final call. Our quick ones here uh, at number five, I had the Thing, and I have Dawn of the Dead. At number four, Cape Fear. I have the Fly. At number three, Some Like It Hot. And I have Ocean's Eleven. At number two, Scarface. Number two for me, Vanilla Sky. And number one, The Maltese Falcon. And number one, The Departed. All right. Come on board here, producer Michelle. I'm just stealing your microphone, Chad. Okay. So I will admit that I haven't seen the originals, but I have seen the remakes, which makes it a hell of a lot easier to do this. That means you can judge them if you've seen them. Yeah, no. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. Words Um, words, (laughs) Words of endearment. I like that Chad is always here for me when I need him. Um, Okay, so number five between The Thing and Dawn of the Dead. I'm going to have to go with Dawn of the Dead uh, because I am actually a huge fan of that movie. Chad is like, has a giant grin on his face. He's like, (laughs) I'm going to win this. Good start. Good start. Did I get you with the opening scene? Is that what brought it back? Yeah. It's an awesome opening scene. It is an amazing opening scene. I just, I don't know. I got a soft spot for that movie. Uh, number four, Cape Fear versus The Fly. I'm going to have to go with Cape Fear because that is an amazing movie. And De Niro, the teeth grinding thing just like disturbs me because that feels like it would be very painful. That movie just, that movie frightens me a little bit. It's just, his, his role in that is just insane. 
Like he's just that's one of his better acting roles that kind of gets overlooked because he's such an insane character in it. He's yep. always an insane character in it. Yeah, but he sometimes plays like a dapper, sort of restrained, insane. He is just there's truly, degrees of insane. Are we actually out there we're in this one? Distinguishing between the degrees of insanity that De Niro offers in the course in the of role. yeah the, the career of Robert De Niro. Okay, I guess I guess it's not as bad as Jack Nicholson. He's like always insane in films. There is no degrees of insanity with Jack Nicholson. It's always like. I really liked him, and I really thought he was not insane, but just kind of hilarious and uh, Easy Rider. I don't think I've seen that one. Anyway, football helmet. Um, some like it hot versus Ocean's Eleven. This is really tough because. I really like some like it hot for like old school. Oh, Chad, for the love of God, would you stop? No, you want to know what? You are banned <laughs> from playing your theme song you lose. anymore. You just lose now. Because of that? Yeah. <laughs> just for that, I mean. Pick, pick, pick your movies. Pick your movies. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go Cape Fear. Oh, wait, I already did that one. Some like it hot versus Ocean Eleven. This is tough because I really like Ocean's Eleven because it's really funny. It is funny. Uh, also, wait, okay, Brad Pitt's tattoo in that movie is so 2000s. Yeah, it really is. It is the is. most, like, really early is. 2000s yeah, tattoo yeah. I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, so, on that note, I'm going to go with Some Like It Hot. Um, let's see. <laughs> Chad looks scared. Yeah, he's on the verge of losing. I know. That's I'm what's on, happening. And he's looking at my computer, so he knows what some of my choices are. Right? Oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa. Back off. Why are you holding the microphone stand with no microphone? Okay. Um, number two is Scarface versus Vanilla Sky. And I'm going to go with Vanilla Sky because that movie is amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I hadn't seen it and Mike insisted that I watch it and then insisted that it is the best thing ever. Fantastic. And I watched it and it is actually disturbingly good. It, 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 just, like, it, it really is kind well of a disturbing acted. movie. And I hate Tom Cruise. Yeah. <sighs> he just seems like such a like dick <laughs> in he real just, life he seems so pretentious and like nothing cruise. will ever get tom cruise past jumping on the couch at oprah can i like nothing can, can, can i chad give, give chad back my for a second can i ask, ask one quick question why does that really bug people so I know, much everybody hates like i'm not that. saying that's like started his i'm not saying that that's like a normal thing to do but but like but really yeah, exactly. He's on Oprah, and he got up on the couch and did a little... He's an actor, and he said he was in love with Katie Holmes, yeah. and he jumped on whatever. I'm surprised women weren't like, oh, that's so Oh, that's sweet. so cute. You he know? actually... Like, yeah, I know. When I you just, fall in love, you want to, you know... I think that everybody like, has had it... it at the I think ev- everybody had it out for him, and they were just waiting for something to point to. That was just... I agree. ...what it was. Yeah, and then it just escalated. Because that... Yeah, I agree. Then the Brooke Shields thing happened, and then he just started making, like, too many comments, and... Yeah, yeah, he went a little overboard, but he apologized for it. Yeah, I just think that the couch thing. Got to give it. people second chances. Let's get over the couch. Give Tom Cruise a second chance, producer Michelle. I did with Vanilla Sky, which is why it's getting this vote. Now number one. Number Here one. Comes. So this is again. This is really tough because right. The Departed is yeah, you got so good. No, you shut up. You love The Departed. I you do. do love you the know, you guys know I love The Departed. But I you also did see Maltese really, Falcon last night. I saw Maltese Falcon last night. It's so good. And you like it more than the party? I really like Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, you actually, I was surprised by that last night. You said that you really, really, really liked Humphrey Bogart. You said you liked his speech pattern. He does have a very intriguing speech pattern. He's an interesting cadence to his voice, and that is me saying the word cadence, despite the fact that it's been overused at work, and I don't like using that word. Better speech pattern, Jack Nicholson, when he shoots a guy and he says he felt funny. That's fantastic. 
<laughs> that's not <laughs> that's actually a really good line too. That's a really good. That's line. not a speech pattern. That is a. That's a great acting job. That it was Look like listen, Departed is unbelievably good. You're going. But with, you're going so is Maltese Falcon. All right, so you're going with. I just want to point out this is what happens when you play your music early, Chad. What are you going with? Accurate oh. decisions, but these are the repercussions. Oh, we're we're going to talk about this later on. If there's any like I love Departed comments, just terrible, out, everybody. <laughs> Lucy Michelle robbed me. Famous last words from Chad Cooper. But I'm not. Um, I'm not. Can, I'm, we, I'm, can I'm, we talk about, about the Departed for one quick second? Now that I've won, I'm not going to lie. I do like that music a lot. The chair that I'm on is uh, going Sinking. down slowly. It's because your leg is pressing on Oh, is that what it is? No, I think it's just... That was really... If I had vertigo, that would be a scary moment for me. What did you, <laughs> what did you think of the ending of, of The Departed? I remember a, a bunch of people that I knew when it first came out were really upset by the ending. They thought it was a cop-out. They just killed everybody. It didn't bug me that much. I thought it was kind of interesting thought, because yeah. generally, nobody dies. I thought it was a big surprise, though, really. like When DiCaprio died, when DiCaprio it was DiCaprio died, that was, that was crazy. And then I, I like how Wahlberg gets revenge and takes Damon out. Do you think that Wahlberg should have won? Um, That's his best acting Academy job by far. Do you think he could have should have won the Academy Award for it? I don't know. No. Top of your head, what was what was up for uh, best picture that year? I don't even know. Two thousand six. I actually don't remember. I think it was was that the two 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 towers, Lord of the Rings. Off the top of my head. Yeah, I, two thousand six was not a good year. It wasn't a good year it's for film. Surprising to me that he won because he just kind of yelled at DiCaprio a bunch. And... Yeah, he was pretty hilarious though. Some of his comments are amazing. Yeah. But that's the writer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, the final list uh, at number five. Number five is Dawn of the Dead. Number four was Cape Fear. Number three was Some Like It Hot. And number two was Vanilla Sky. Number one, the Maltese Falcon. So there's your remakes, ladies and gentlemen. Good list. Good list. Alrighty. See you guys next week. We, uh, what are we doing next week? New top five espionage films. Ooh, spy films. Espionage. Are we doing this because next week is, a, is, a, is an important week. It's the release of the new, new James Bond, Bond. Film. 007 yes. Spectre. Spectra. 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 See you next week. So, producer Michelle is here, and we are starting a new segment. Hi, called, producer Michelle. Hello, Chad. Called Stump the Coop. <laughs> Stump uh, we the are, Coop. Stump the Coop. We are going to ask Rain Man of Movies, Chad Cooper. A variety of movie questions, trivia questions. I like that. Uh, every episode. And if he knows the answer, he's going to give it to us. And if he doesn't know the answer, he's going to say pass. And then we will confirm how many he got. Correct. Is there a time limit? when? Because I, I, sometimes, you know, it I draw planks and I might need like you 10 seconds. You can say that you want to go back to it. Okay. If you, But try and answer as quickly as possible. Sounds good. Okay. Question number one. You ready? I'm ready. What classic film was called... Production 9401 during filming. Production 9401. That would be Citizen Kane. Wrong. What actor won an Oscar posthumous, post, posthumously? I, yeah. Posthumously I for network. Peter Finch. That's correct. What color were the slippers in the original Wizard of Oz? Red. Ruby. Incorrect. Ruby. Incorrect. The original? Raquel Welch once had a job as a what? 
Um, let me go with waitress. Incorrect. <laughs> In the first two Jaws movies, what was the police chief's name? Brody. Chief Brody. Do you have a first name? Martin. Correct. I didn't know it was Martin. Yeah. And uh, let's go. Good call, though. Trying yeah. to stump me with that. You bring up Jaws and you will lose. What <laughs> film was the last sequel to win a Best Picture award? The last sequel to win a Best Picture award would be Return of the King. That is incorrect. As of this making, uh, the last one was, as of this trivia thing, was Silence of the Lambs. And then that's that's wrong because Return of the King. So I'm right. Fine. Okay. 9401 was Psycho. Really? Yep. I, I never knew that. The wow. original slippers were silver and Raquel Welsh was once a weather girl. A weather girl, yeah. 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 That's right, yeah. So wh- how, how did I how did I do? You, I don't know. We're not keeping score. I'm just enjoying stumping you. That's the point. You don't, don't get a score, you get to get stumped. Some of those were crap questions. They weren't movie questions. How the hell am I supposed to know what Someone Raquel was <laughs> supposed to bring the movie trivia. <laughs> Listen, someone was supposed to bring the movie trivia box, but he didn't. All right. We'll bring him next time. Yeah. So this is uh segment number 1 of stump failing and getting stumped. Stump the coop. Hey, I got 3 right. You failed. Goodbye.